This episode has been sponsored by MapHook. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Matt. I'm Dan. I'm Opie. And I'm Tinzian. And we have a special guest, Eric Koldar-Droth. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, July 9th, and this is episode 9 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast and featuring members of the Geek Bits Podcast. Last week, we defeated the Warg and Shaman, which were the boss of our fight that we had been continuing. And know your role. That's right. And Tinzian will catch us up on where we're going currently. Damn your go. The point that we would like to make is that, uh, starting off, is that we are going to be posting a cast list and, uh, of sorts to the... Death Before Dishonor page in order to help listeners uh, pinpoint who is who because for us there's only a period of you know a day or two between our adventures but for the listening audience um, when they're coming in after a month or two they can sometimes uh, not follow who is playing who so we'll get the cast list up in a bit of a bio page up as well at some point here soon. Another point that I'd like to bring up is in the last episode, I did allow Dan to roll multiple stealth checks during combat uh, when he was covered in fairy fire. That's right. I am fully aware that this is not a standard uh, roll that is allowed during combat. It was more just for the sake of uh, reinforcing to Dan that no matter what he did, he really couldn't get into (laughs) Still, so it was more of the uh, pretty much couldn't do anything. The, so that's what pretty, I did. It was, it, was, it was pretty much just the you know me being uh, exemplary to um, these guys is that you know there are spells that will affect them. There are spells that uh, can modify their their plants and stuff, but um, there was no actual way that he would have been able to have entered stealth. So. It was more just a, uh, a side thing versus a modification or uh, standing house rule. I'd also like to point out that certain characters, um, because of real life issues, kind of have to be absent for certain episodes. And at times a character will either be silent throughout the episode but present or we'll find a way to remove them for a few episodes and then bring them back. Uh, in the past, we haven't really said anything about that in the beginning, but I think we're going to do our best from now on to let the uh, listening audience know at the beginning of each episode that a certain character is absent and give a little backstory on why that is, just so everyone can keep track um, certain times. And tonight uh, for our podcast, um, Eldrock is not available due to real life, so I have... Um, spoken with uh, the player and pretty much uh, the standing rule of he's a dumb minotaur uh, 
I and, and I quote the player is in effect. So um, imagine in your mind that Eldrock is around. He may be um, looking at chops, but largely he's not going to be um, in play this evening. The party is just finished, as Genesee has uh, said, the encounter within this cave. The party is now going to be uh, moving to back towards town of Winterhaven, and uh, I'm going to rule that uh, getting out of the cave was of uh, no particular issue. By the way, Matt, um, you do have that armor uh, that was picked up from the end of the last encounter. Uh, nice. That was a, that was a standing <laughs> a standing decision. Um, in the future, we are not going to handle uh, loot via rolls or um, outside character memes until it's been determined by me that there is not a in-character um, progress path that someone wishes to take uh, as far as an action or a, a debate or something, since we are trying to foster um, in-character activities as well. So from here on out, we're, we're going to, unless um, nobody's going to do anything in, uh, in character, then, you know, I'll ask for the role. So the party, for the most part, will make it out of the cave, make it across the field and down the, down the path um, and approach the town of Winter Haven. By the time that they get back, it is... Um, well past first light, but still probably about 8 a.m. in the morning when they arrive at the town gates. Largely this episode, I hope to um, answer for some of the NPCs, but largely uh, I'd like the party to engage in character and offer explanations as to what they're doing. This is going to be sort of a, uh, a character builder episode. So, um, Darius Nightwalker. Yes, I am. Sorry. <laughs> That's you, Dan. <laughs> uh, Asleep at the wheel already. I've put him down. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody else go well, first. Well, <laughs> Dan, do we want to go back to possibly the church where we were given the quest originally and, um, like, in essence, explain? Or are you going to go and, like, hit the tavern? What is your character thinking? Or maybe sleep? Hmm. Um, well, I'm undead, so I don't know how much sleep <laughs> helps me. Uh, I guess rest is good. Um, being back in town, bear, I guess... Bear in, bear in mind that you are also, uh, carrying along a, a, long, a yeah. large sack of... I think the first stuff. thing I would suggest to everyone is that we sell what we have acquired from our, our adventure so far. And we kind of get all that stuff out of the way and get that done. That's my main thing, just clearing out our inventories. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, so I would suggest just everyone, I think we should sell all this added loot or added junk and uh, uh, divide the uh, the earnings between each other. Xanatari is curious about the leather armor that Kirik won last episode and wants to know if Kirk would like an arcane check to see what that is or if he wants to just keep it private to himself. You mean an arcane check to see 
I thought it was special in some way. Yeah, it is, and we don't know what that specialty is. I would love for you to check that for me. <laughs> Shut up, Kirk. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing it right now, so I don't know if you want to go back to the tavern with me into my room and inspect it a little bit closer. <laughs> but my leather underwear needs inspecting, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for for the for the players and for the listeners um, tonight, due to a technical issue, I'm actually on uh, Genesis iPad. Um, so if the players need to send me a, um, we can do that through Skype. Send me a uh, uh, under the table note or something like that. There may be a brief bit of delay because it doesn't chirp at me um, on this as my computer usually does. So all right, so you guys are. Going to be going to um... inspect Kirk's underwear? No, really. Yes. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out this piece of armor that we've brought back. Who do we need to take it to? So, are are you just are you just going to be sitting out in the middle of the road and running this check, or are you planning on something more detailed? Uh, what, what's what's your kind of kind of plan on this, um, both the Xanatari and um, others? Well, what what what, what kind of check can you do for me? Like, what can you tell about it? What can you do for me? <laughs> Lately, right? Well, um, that's in I regards could... to the armor, not, <laughs> not you know. I kind of got the impression from the last time that there was something magical about it. Is kind of what what the DM was saying. So I figured either I could, you know, do like an Arcana check, or um. Uh, perception, maybe, probably arcane. In in this case, it would be an arcane check. Would tell you it is um, magical, and this is the check that you did the la- in the last episode. If you're looking to get more information, then that would lead to a higher difficulty roll. Okay. And we stuff, did an so. arcane check. I don't remember doing that. Yeah, I believe you did. Um, there was one roll to determine that it was magic. But not what the actual um, ability, if any, that's on it. Um, it could be cursed, but now that uh, Kirk is wearing it, um, <laughs> you know. It will make him miss. Oh, wait. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so Xanatari, uh, are you planning on what, what level of detail and depth would you like as far as trying to um, do some research on this uh, piece of gear? I want to see if it just has any attributes, you know, with the leather. Like, it gives you plus dexterity or plus whatever, so... Um, I hope it gives you plus to not missing. <laughs> plus accuracy. <laughs> right. Um, or, well, let me think about dungeoneering, maybe, because we found it... Does it seem like an ancient thing that was in, in that sort of temple um, cave part of that culture or is it a new thing that was dropped i'd like to look and see the age of it first the age of it uh that'd be a history check oh yeah that's not good (laughs) maybe not does someone else have good history that they could roll and check that because mine is not so good well i've got a one yeah me too you'd like me to roll on that (laughs) what on history Bear in mind that you'd only really be able to tell if it's old or not uh, because none of you are familiar with the local area or region so much in terms of being able to tell that um, it is a uh, 
you know, a piece of XYZ from the battle of whatever. Um, so it would just be like an age type check. Um, I can intimidate the armor. <laughs> no, does, it, does anyone else have history? Uh, no, Fordham, Fordham steps forward and says, uh, well, I suppose I could check that for you if you wish, if you need me to. Let's do a check of, let's do a difficulty of, since you're going to do something simple, let's do a difficulty of 15. Uh, boredom rolls an 8. That's on a d20, and then if you add, you add your history. Okay. Go ahead and roll a active perception. Uh, Xanatari, please. 10 total. Okay. Um, you're not able to get much information, either of you, from your cursory glances, but you do notice that the armor has been somewhat taken care of. It's not, uh, completely about to fall into, um, scraps of leather, but it's definitely been, um, handled with a crude hand. Wait, it's taken care of, but handled with a crude hand? You know, it's, you know, someone didn't sit there and, and rub the mink oil in and all nice and all the crevices and stuff. They just kind of seem to do basic preservation on it to the point that, you know, it's uh, okay. a serviceable piece of leather, but it's not, you know, if you polish it up, you can probably make it look a lot nicer, but it's not super dry and cracked. And the fact that uh, Kirk is wearing it is going to cause it to fall apart in any moment. Okay. If you... Want to, if, if you guys want to take some time to uh, determine what is going on as far as an arcana check and so forth, um, if anyone wants to join Zanatari, I'm going to say that that'll take about two hours and you'd be off on your side, um, off on the side doing that sort of check. Um, Why don't we look around the town? Maybe there's a some sort of a leather armor smith or something that could tell us more about that. Maybe there's somebody here who knows and we could ask as well. Well, glancing around town, you do happen to see that there is a tower at the far end of uh, the town that is um, surprisingly free of houses about it. So this is like a guard tower kind of thing? or it, it every, All the towers look somewhat uh, similar, but this one seems to be that People are staying away from it a bit more. Um, there's some burn patches on the ground, and you know, it just looks kind of like a, a a general sense of chaos tends to break out in this particular. Well, that looks like my kind of place. Bosk is hungry. <laughs> yeah, Sanitari, failing to see the connection between Leathersmith and Dark Tower, wants to go to the <laughs> cathedral to talk to the lady that we originally got the quest from. We... Where is Marla? Is there any NPCs? Is there anyone around to talk to that I could ask where this priest has went? The priest from the temple, or yeah, the priest from the original at the church steps, at the Paylor church steps. Lenora. Lenora. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> her name escapes me. <laughs> yeah, the, um, Opie, are are you wandering off then for to get breakfast or I whatever? I want well, to get breakfast. I was about I to want... say, Daros walks up next to Bosk and says, I will join you, my friend. Your fighting is worthy of me at your table. <laughs> so basically you're saying that Bosk needs a bodyguard because the... Or Daros needs showing, a bodyguard. I'm showing him respect. I'm just like, dude, I'll roll with you. Let's go. <laughs> I'm cool with so you. You're Bosk big looks and weird down. And fun. <laughs> 
boss looks down at Darius and says, join me, let's find this crazy lady who sent us on this mission because she nearly got us killed, both of us. Fair enough. So as we walk, <laughs> I'd like to look at Darius and say, what is the deal with the Kirk? Okay, what is going on with that guy? I do not know. His anger towards me is immense, but I have no idea where it comes from. You know, I've I was... never seen him or spoken with him, so I do not know where all this anger lies. I've I've seen a lot of your kind around these lands. I'm farther from the north, and I, you know, stayed mostly underground most of my life. But but I've never seen an elf show that kind of uh, hatred or sort of hatred towards any any type of being. So You're here we go. For words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no idea. You know, I will speak with him if we continue this adventure together. Well, maybe there's something that's 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 that whatever's going around these lands that nearly got us killed. Maybe this lady can to get to us to the bottom of this, and maybe we can find out what's going on. Fair enough. Let's go. Who is this lady you speak of? Oh, that's right. Zenatari walks with boredom because she feels like being a Kalishtar uh, and a magic user, we have a lot more physically like in common as far as races and uh, similar you know, magical aptitudes. And um, since she's far from her people and the people are kind of all connected, um, she's a little bit lost wandering around, you know, singly and feels like... Um, boredom would be someone that is kind of closer to to her her land. So she walks with boredom, feeling a connection with him, and and explains to him along the way how we began this quest, and and gives him the backstory. Okay. Um, in that, he asks um, if she offered any money for them to go off and do what they just did. I don't believe no. she did. I, yeah, I think she just offered all. information. She offered to answer our questions, correct? Yes, yeah, she said she would answer our questions, and we were all on individual quests that uh, we needed to kind of have some more information about. Uh, Xanatari explains about the deepening dark and how she's looking to fight this evil that's against her people moving time forward, and all the uh, gnolls and evil uh, creatures in this area might be an indication that there's some sort of a master evil person who might be part of that deepening dark, and that's why she's searching for the the, the source of the evil, and that's why the uh, the lady in, in the tower, who's the cathedral mistress, said that she would give us more information about that once we, once we helped out here. Hmm. Well, I, information is all well and good, but hopefully there's at least something in it for us besides that. Words cannot buy food. Touche. Correct. Um, as, as, the, as the party appears to be splitting into two different groups, um, what's your take on things uh, from your perspective? Hmm. I'm still, I'm still kind of uh, <clears throat> reeling from my, you know, my captivity. Um... <laughs> It's kind of like you're the outcast right now. Well, a little well, bit. <laughs> I thought you were in the... Are you in the leather shop still looking around, or what's going on? No, they haven't gone to the leather shop yet. They, okay. One, one, group, one group wandered off to talk, and the other group wandered off for breakfast. So there's... Yeah, uh, I'm hungry. I'll, I'll, eat, I'll go eat breakfast. Okay, so mm. are you... So you're... Do you see... 
um, Daros and Bosk walking off and then follow after them at a distance? Are you with them in this over here? No, I'm, I'm, I'm headed in the same direction, but I'm not like right there next to them. Are you okay. paying attention to either of them and would therefore overhear any portion of this conversation? I, absolutely. My uh, my elf ears don't know <laughs> everything they're saying. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I will ask you to make an active perception roll then, um, just because the chance of you actually having ears is probably <laughs> good. Yep. <laughs> oh. I roll a... Uh, I roll a five. Okay. And then when I add my perception of rating of 10, that leaves 15. That gives me 15. Okay. I'm, I'll say that that's probably easy enough for you to at least hear that in very conspiratorial tones, uh, your name is mentioned. Um, that's great. But the, the content seems a little bit muddled. You know, they're going to... Um, deal something with you they're you know they're mentioning your name there's just kind of this lot of ooh i don't know there's just something kind of going on here um, <clears throat> between these two hey Darius, how does the inn look that looks like they're serving breakfast up now i can smell it looks good and i'll buy you your first plate wow okay i'll have Walking into the inn, it looks like it's not very crowded. There's some muttering about. I think I'll have bartender, if there is a bartender, I assume. Give me 12 eggs, two <laughs> sides of pork loin, one, and a pig. <laughs> and that would be Dan's your... share of the... Darrow's just... Bows his head and cracks a little bit of a smile, knowing he's a giant. So, like a giant. so, so as I'm eating, pull up a chair, Darius. Let's let's talk a bit. Did you uh, did you get a fillet of fish sandwich because it has less calories because it's fish? <laughs> Darius, you're revenant, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. What do you eat? Not much. Perks uh, <laughs> um, attack rolls. <laughs> uh, as must a be revenant, hungry. As a revenant, I I do not need much sustenance, but I will partake with you this morning on a smaller scale, boss. <laughs> sure. So what? Um, so as we enjoy our breakfast and what I now, love, is Kirk? Kirk, have you come in? Are have you, you come in yet? Did you want to come I, I'm in there now. Us? Yeah, I mean, I was behind. I was behind you, but I'm in there now. So, so what's going on? Did you come and sit with us, or I want to join? I want to invite this Kirk fellow. You know, let's get this out in the open. We oh, fought no. battle. <laughs> There's no reason we shouldn't do this. Kirk, would you like to join us? Have I will. I day. will. Um, I will. Um, you know, sort of hesitantly join. Yes. Kirk, right, you're elf. Oh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, Kirk, you're an elf, no doubt. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, <laughs> you couldn't tell right. by your ears. I don't know if my pointy ears and my uh, yeah. Your listening you know, skills didn't convince you. Know, him. Oh, that that pro that prosthetic uh, <laughs> clinic clinic in the halfling village really did a good job for you. <laughs> well, you know, I couldn't tell if you're an elf or not by the way you use your bow, because most elves I've seen. Wow. Wow. Hey. 
Why don't you Just... put another pig in your mouth, fatty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Goliath. I'm eight foot tall. Leave me Kirk. alone. All right, here we go. I'll interrupt. Darius I'm just big boned. <laughs> I've got to interrupt, and I must ask, what does this hatred come from? I've noticed a lot of animosity towards me. And whether it be of who I am or what I do, I would like to know why you have this hatred toward me. I have not known you in this or any other life. Yes, out with it, Kurik. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of the mean mug. <laughs> Well, I, Darius, I, I do recognize that you were the one who actually, I mean, you all came, but Darius was the one that, that, that unbound me from my, uh, from my shackles and, uh, freed me, basically, got me, got me out of the actual cage itself. I recognize that. So I feel I do owe you an explanation. Um, I, I recognize, I, I have not met you either. But you have to understand, your kind destroyed my village, decimated my village. Not only did you did your kind kill everyone, but they burned it to the ground. Okay, your so kind, your kind, left me with nothing. I had nothing, and I was I was but a mere lad, and I lost everything. A sense so, of shock goes across Darius, but he doesn't reveal much. You can just see it in his eyes, kind of. Like, he had never known of something like this. Boss mouth drops open and tiny bits of <laughs> kind of dribble out. Darius would say to Kirk, I do not know of these revenants you speak of, but knowing that there are others out there, I would like to know who they are. I would like to let you know that I was not part of any of these groups and I have not met or seen any of my kind before. And it is interesting that this would happen to your group. I would not have any part of it in the first place due to the fact that I am a half-elf in my former life. And elves are sacred to me. So I understand your anger towards my kind. And I respect that. But I ask that as we adventure together, you learn to work with me and see that I am here for the quest and to help. And not one that is out to kill. I will. I, I can't make promises, but I, I will. I give you my word that I will try. Oh come and on, Cork! I will. Tr- <laughs> no, I, I'm. I will make an effort. I will try. And let's hug it out, bitch. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, there's something familiar <laughs> about you too. He had pointy ears. He had pointy ears. I kind of put the two together. That you guys were kind of related. You could have been brothers. In the past, Ooh. seriously. Come, Come on, on, you two. Come on, you two. Drop the moon ring of hate into uh, Mount Doom. <laughs> Kirk, I'm not I saying must, anything else. I must ask, what clan do you come from? And where were your kind from? Woo, Tang. Woo, Tang. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so. Yeah, there's that attack roll again. <laughs> we, were from, we were from the northwestern region. Um... Our clan was the uh, Clan Lodos, and uh, or or the village. The, I'm sorry, not the clan, but the village of Lodos. And uh, we were um, we were a small uh, but close knit village, um, and you know we 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 all had we all had a great time. I I, I love my parents very much, and 
that it's just that's just what made it even harder was that I knew everybody and everybody knew everybody in our village and it was all gone in the blink of an eye and and I uh, I, I don't know who did it. Uh, all I know is it was revenants. I, I found I found um, remnants of revenant um, revenant gear, revenant markings and symbols um, all over the place. But I don't know. But they were long gone by the time I got back. Darius has another shocking look across his face, and this time it's a little bit more visible to everyone at the table. But he keeps quiet on what he think he may know. He doesn't say anything. Um, I don't. I don't think I answered your question too. I came from the northwestern, um, northwestern lands, but I, I'm specifically uh, we lived in the high forest. Um, do you, are you familiar with this place, Daros? I'm uh, not. Daros. Bosk <laughs> silence. <laughs> I'll be here eating. <laughs> Daros puts his head down and thinks long and hard for a minute there. As he's sitting there, playing with his mug of ale. Don't play he with says, you. my mother is Elvin. And before I took this form, I was half-elf. And she came from a northern clan. Whether that be yours, I do not know. Did but you not know your parents? I did, but she never spoke that much about it. Mm. And knowing that you're from that area, it just intrigues me whether that might be the region that my mother may have come from. So, and then I what, just what of, what of your father, if, if you're half elf, what of your, uh, and you're, if you're half elf and your mother was Elvin, what of your father? My father grew up in a small town where we grew up at, and he was a hero of sorts. He was part of the local militia, uh, and a wonderful scout and ranger for the militia there. Great huntsman, uh, a wonderful man. We did not mix with the town too much. We kept to ourselves due to the fact that my father being human and my mother being elven. And therefore, we were quiet and peaceful people that stayed out, out of sorts until it came to military times and, my, and people needed my father's help. And he trained me in the ways that I know of now. Bar barmaid, barmaid, could you refill this for me, please? Go, go, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'll have another. Go ahead. You want something? You want something? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Enough about me, though. Bosk, tell us of where you're from. Me? Well, I'm from the northern country. Oh, please, it's... boss, please don't talk with your mouth full. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay. Mm. It's going to hit like out. a stone later. <laughs> <laughs> well... Me, as of one, as you can tell, I am a dwarf. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. But actually... Good one, boss. Keep your day job. On a serious note. <laughs> on a serious note. Um, I'm a, I come from a unique situation, as you both, as I both hear you talk, as I'm eating and chewing and mulling over my thoughts. Um, I, my situation's kind of, kind of odd. I, was, I don't remember much about my parents. Um, I don't remember much at all, um, basically, but the stories that, that my, uh, my, uh, step parents or adoptive parents would tell me I was, uh, as you see, I am a race of the mighty race of the Goliath and, um, I stand about eight foot tall. So why I come from a dwarven village 
in the northern hills in the northern mountains um is 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 a unique story to begin with um i remember being raised in the deep mountains i remember playing amongst the dwarven children being all taller than all the adults at such a young age um pretty much my uh my my size and my athleticism for being as big as i am um kind of led me to be a natural leader of of the kids I grew up with, and often they were envious and jealous. I got picked on a lot as 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 a child, and uh, basically, um, I developed a you know a quick temper. You have to you have to you know I have a long fuse, but once it gets to the end, I can I can really do some damage. Um, I spent most of the time um, playing dwarven games, and then later become a part of the Dwarven Militia, where I was trained as and, and knighted as one of the higher knights of the army. Um, you know, my clan mostly used me on the front lines as an intimidating factor. You see a bunch of dwarves rolling over the hill led by an eight-foot-tall Goliath. You know, it's it's something that I've, I've been raised with. Um, I really like the competition of, of, of a good fight or a good sport, and, uh, and um, pretty much I decided after I graduated from the academy and I was on my own that I was going to be released and and I was wanting to seek out my roots and I started asking around more the more of the northern villages of of where uh, my clan or my race would have come from which which the Goliaths in the land usually reside in the plains um more to the southwest so that I decided to take off um apparently uh the clan that I was a part of was a traveling clan and and more they moved more north around this area um to settle or more nomadic and were attacked and tr- the story goes that they were wiped out also so I was adopted and taken in by the dwarves at that time uh, because I think they were a, they were a fighting force against whatever or whoever is 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 going on in this area, because as we know from our recent quest, there's something just not right with the people in this area. So basically, my quest has brought me to this town, where I talked to the priest, um, or the lady that sent us on that quest to just to get a little bit more information in the right direction, and maybe I can find out the true origin of where my parents are. And that's pretty much my quest in this time. Well, Bosk, I'm sorry for your loss of family, but you But it's do, okay. You do their spirits well on the battlefield. You are a fierce fighter out there, and I will fight by you again. Great. So let's uh let's have some breakfast and and uh, I'm gonna go back and talk to those magic users in a little while and we're all gonna get to the bottom of what's going on. Yeah, what up with those magic users? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, while the group is uh, off in the inn, um, Boredom and Denatari are still outside somewhere having their discussion. So if you two have anything to add for your portion of time, you know, that's running parallel to what just occurred in the inn, um, I give you guys the floor. Uh, Zanatari talks to Boredom and says that, you know, she's really glad to see uh, a man who's decisive and, and a man of action because I feel like 
um, I want to go and get this completed and this is the main task of the day and, and it's more efficient to get this taken care of first and then have leisure second. And I'm glad that he's also feeling like he wants to, um, you know, step with me and go get this completed so we can get it off our list and then go enjoy ourselves after we get the business taken care of. Um, and I would ask him, you know, when we found him in, in the house at the farm, we didn't get a lot of explanation on how he arrived, and I was curious about his people and where he came from. Uh, I guess he would respond. Um, well, I'm, I am surely glad that you can see my evident self-worth. I guess that that is a testament to your perception, which I can count as a as a positive towards you, and chalks you up a bit higher than maybe some of your duller compatriots. Uh, as to how I came locked in that foul shack, uh, the proprietors of the farm had found me in the vicinity and accused me horribly wrongly of, of stealing their crops and, and defiling their land, and so they had locked me in there, and then I heard all sorts of horrible noises outside, which I assume were those dog creatures that came and, and ravaged the land, and then you found me in there. Uh, as to where I'm from, uh... I hail from the south. I have traveled long and far, uh, seeking wealth for myself to to further uh, to further myself in this world. I, I I have plenty of wonderful qualities that I'm sure could lend it itself well to many different people and earn myself many items of wealth and piles and piles of gold that I'm surely deserved of. Uh, my family and those I come from I care not to speak of. Uh, they uh, they cast me off, the pit pittance of people that they are. Uh, they're nothing but specks under my feet anyway. They're so closed-minded, had no, no appreciation for the magic of the arcane at all. So uh, they sent me on my way and I spat at their feet and said good riddance and uh, have found myself in the world ever since. Uh, obviously, been getting along quite well, but uh, the the incident with the shack was just a minor setback. I'm sure I'm bound for for great and, and greater things from here on out. Sanitari is sort of shocked by the uh, statements about your family and asks you, you know, don't you don't you love your parents? Aren't you don't you miss your people? things like that about your your particular uh, immediate family. Miss my family? I, I don't even deign to, to refer to them as my family. Uh, they have they have none of the, the qualities that I have, the bravery and the, the skill with magic to, uh, to, to, to make a, a true name for yourself in this world. And they, they were so narrow-minded. I had, I, I, I was dealing with their, their mindless customers, and I decided to impress them with some of my uh, my magical abilities. And it seems that some of the uh, items uh, items, yes, uh, in their uh, warehouse had sort of caught on fire. And uh, you know, they horribly overreacted and had you know they never respected my work and, and that was just the final straw for them and uh, I, I was happy to be rid of them and as the fire blazed on they screamed at me and sent me on my way and 
And <laughs> since then, I haven't looked back. Actually, uh, Sanatari misses her family very much and left on really good terms. And she explains to Bortum that um, she's from Adar and that everybody in her town shares the spirit of the quarry and are all connected to each other and fight together on the path of light against um, the darkness where they find it and that she felt that she had to leave that area and go seeking this further away to kind of prove her worth to to her family and to her people and and go out as an individual and try to 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 be worthy of coming back to join that great group of of individuals, and that's why um, she sort of feels a a kinship with the uh, cathedral priestess because the people of the Adar were originally uh, human monks before they joined with the quarry spirit, and so part of the quest to help the farmer and to go find uh, the the darkness to help the cathedral is kind of uh, a way of of showing that that she also feels like a you know past monk or a past religious person as well. You should count yourself lucky that uh, your people seem to share your views the way you do and and hold higher values than than trading with with uh, the mindless townsfolk with with meaningless wares and goods and striving for something greater than that. I, I admire that very much. Though uh, this this question of fighting for good over evil and white and black is is a bit is a bit beyond me, but I suppose I can understand where some of that might come from. Uh, how long have you been gone from them? Uh, about a year and a half, and I found no trace of of anything other than minor evil and some minor skirmishes with odd creatures, the dog creatures being typical of that, but no large, uh, you know, obvious leaders of evil. And she's beginning to get discouraged that there's actually anything really out here in this area, and maybe, uh, maybe the fight is somewhere else, and she's wasting her time here. The 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 priestess didn't didn't give you any indication of of any further further evils in this land. She began to talk to us, and then there was an alarm, and some uh, villagers ran up, and a farmer saying that his his homestead was under attack, and then we left to go take care of that immediate threat. And never really got to finish our conversation with the priestess. So now that 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 individual uh, threat has been taken care of. Hopefully we can come back and she'll trust us a little bit more and open up and tell us what the problem is in this town. <laughs> that sounds like a bit of a waste of time. I don't know why you bothered. I, I can't say I'm not grateful for having been discovered before I was discovered by the dog creatures, but uh, I suppose to each his own, and I guess we can go and find out further if there's evil for you to find and destroy, and maybe some wealth and, and fame for me to earn. Well, look on the bright side. At least we have some gold and uh, various armor items that we can sell. Exactly. So we move towards the cathedral further in and, and search for this priestess. At the end of your relatively uh, parallel dialogues, um, and just as a reminder to each group, the knowledge of your particular group, which you've been told, is in character. The stuff for the opposite group is out of character. Uh, a 
child approaches each um, each group and clutching a silver coin and some uh, early morning, probably not quite allowed candy, uh, and says that you are being sought in the chapel um, now that morning prayers are done. Okay, I guess we're we're heading there anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Quite convenient. Um, to Bosk and Curric and Daros, do you have anything else to add as far as what you discuss on the way over to the cathedral, or uh, anything as far as um, courses of action? You know, preparing, or you know, we're just basically gonna go and take it as a straight summons. Yeah, I'm so full. I'm just shocked at how much Bosk ate. It was crazy. <laughs> as you as as both groups reconvene at the steps of the cathedral, Lenora, the uh, priestess of the cathedral, is standing at the top of the steps, and she bows to both of you. Uh, sorry, to both parties. And um, invites you to uh, re-enter the building with her. She does make apologies to the fact that the uh, her morning prayers kept her from um, seeking you out sooner, but she was made aware by the guards um, as soon as she emerged from her uh, her cell to uh, the you all were in town. Um, Daros, I believe in the first episode you chose to not enter the cathedral. Do you maintain this? Yes, I do. I will stay out of the cathedral because I just don't feel safe in there. (laughs) I'm a dead guy. (laughs) Burst into flame. (laughs) I'll hang outside. Uh, After talking with Kirk and Bosk, at least Bosk, I know, will let me know the information that's shared. So I just nod to him and just tell him, uh, let me, um, fill me in when you come back out. (laughs) Are you sure? I think it'll be safe, Darius. I understand, but it, uh, I can't think of something to say. Dang it. Uh, (laughs) that's okay. You just, you stay there like a good dead guy. I'll stay out here and be dead. (laughs) Baking the sun. Sit there. Lenora moves as if to bring the party further in, um, but with a sense of distraction upon her, uh, pauses and then realizes that um, Daros is not going to come in. She seems to gracefully recover and not as if to place a, a, a burden upon Daros, does take a couple of steps back towards the door and seems content to hold uh, the... Uh, the gathering there, so that way uh, Daros is once again within range, um, both speaking and listening, should he uh, choose to participate. And I nod with respect and thank her. The look of perplexion seems to change a bit towards a look like she is the bearer of of, of certain bad news as she... um, her gaze turns upon boredom, and she 
politely, but with a certain degree of authority in, in her tone, as if um, an elder counseling a youngster um, inquires his of, of his name and uh, his family name. Oh, well, my name is Bortum. As for my family name, I have, uh, as of late, shunned my former family name and go currently by the name of Bortum Dragonheart. I'm sure you've heard of me. And she responds, I believe in, and I'm unfortunate in this uh, belief, but uh, you you were once um, within the circle of merchants, were you not? Yes, my parents were <laughs> lowly merchants, if you must bring it up. She kind of nods her head, and um, from within the uh, message tubes at her side, uh, she seems to be carrying in, in place of a satchel or a side bag. She's got a couple uh, tubes. Um, she produces a rolled-up piece of parchment and hands it towards... Um, uh, boredom and explains uh, the cathedral will uh, the cathedral paler will offer you its most honest um, uh, guarantee of protection while you are in the region from grievous harm but the constabulary, the, the constables from uh, two towns over have sought your uh, audience. Um, apparently there was a large warehouse fire there about a fortnight ago, and they have likewise heard of you and your nom de jour that you are traveling under. And uh, the local, the local uh, militia has been tasked to escort you to this town for questioning. What? Um, this, this is ridiculous. <laughs> how, how, how dare they? Do they know who I am? Oh, they they appear to know quite well, and that is that is why they 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 consider you so closely. Um, of name, myth, indeed, that uh, they, they they wish to have this chat before um, the trail goes uh, cold. Although, in she kind of furrows her brow as if she's not uh, quite certain what she wants, how she wants to phrase it. Um, there was mention passed along that apparently where you are involved, the trail does not stay cold for long. <laughs> Xanatari speaks up and says, uh, Priestess, we can vouch for his location for the past night or two, and he was with our party if this occurred recently. If it occurred before that, then unfortunately we, we, can't, we can't vouch for him at that point, but if it helps, he was with us. Yes, you you see their priestess. They they can vouch for me. Every, everything is fine. She 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 sort of motions for calm, and and she goes, "Well, we have much to discuss about what has transpired because, you know, there are, there are certain oddities, and and I wish I wish to know these things. Um, but the 
request is 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 fully formalized it is proper it is documented and we must comply but we are willing to um you know offer certain graces that uh between here and the boundaries of um the other other town you will come to no harm lest the uh the acolyte who will travel with you um to see and report the findings uh comes to harm first um that is the 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 smallest yet largest kindness in a small town such as this uh but paylor seems to view this as a favorable course to to do this um and she kind of wrings her hands a little bit and goes i offer the peaceful way i'm sure that there are others who may look at this as you have already been singled out and are therefore guilty it's ridiculous Ugh. well can i at least have my share of what we earn from this fighting that i've done with you before i'm hauled off so ungraciously she she looks between Daros and the other members of the party as she is not informed yet as to uh, what has transpired. And there, there is, again, the look of doubt and resignation. Um, she, she is, without having to make any rules, she, she is clearly warm and friendly, but there, there seems to be a disconnect of are these the same people that were sent out she doesn't remember us oh well no. i would like to say you nearly got us killed lady she again motions for, she, she she again motions for, she again motions for calm and she's like there is much there's much to iron out here i see this um she looks to to boredom and she makes a calculation in her head and you know pauses for a moment and she goes um the church will see to your expenses uh for time on the road uh in the event that it is needed and for expense to get back and will the church will offer you uh 30 gold okay i'll take it and if your fellows here have somehow come to um some manner of wealth and money and again the the tone is sort of like i sent you guys out to go do something but what up kind of thing like you guys got loot from where <laughs> kind of sort of thing right. is sort of the this is sort of the 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 play that's there um well, but if, if if you guys have any commentary as far as the loot to boredom or anything related to this uh, particular event with boredom, um, once this part's resolved, uh, we can then move on to um, the part about the reports and so forth. Zanatari uh, says that, you know, I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to spend more time together or to complete this this quest in the manner we expected, but hopefully you'll be uh, found innocent and released to go on your way and continue seeking uh, your fortune. Daros nods to him and says, thank you for your courage in the uh, past fights. 
I'm sorry we must uh, separate in this way. I would welcome your magic missiles by my side at any time. <laughs> Me too. Basically, boredom. You are you are then instructed that um, it is it is on your honor and um, uh, own standing that you put upon yourself. Um, you are accorded the the honor of of walking with the acolyte, uh, free of bond or uh, constraints. Uh, beyond your own honor to uh, the um, local militia office where you will be taken to the other town. Let's uh, end this episode here. Yeah, why don't we end here? And thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers, and also the Geek Bits podcast on regular guys talking about geeky stuff. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at geekbits.net. You can find our D4 Mapbook group and join for free, and we'll be posting pictures and fun stories there too. We also encourage the listeners to post their pictures and share their D&D journeys with us. Join us for a worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels.